1: Episode of the Ever Black podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new T shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all new Atomic Death lineup. Hello there. Hey, you okay, man? How well, are you, man? I'm good. And you? Hey, yeah, good brother. It's good to talk to you again. Hey, I love your t-shirt. Hey, is that what I, I you're a Motu guy. <laughs>
2: and? Hey, look at this.
1: <laughs> did we just become best friends? Oh yes, I did. <laughs> this whole room, yeah, it's all like, I've got like He-Man, Snake Mountain right here. Oh. Is, your, is this your home studio?
2: Uh, not my home studio, but my sort of production studio where I go to get away from home. <laughs> ah, cool, cool. Are you are you a collector of the figures as well? No, I haven't. I, I collect too much stuff anyway. I mean, I pile up on instruments and synthesizers and whatever. So I, I don't have any more room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's much like me right now. <laughs> but,
2: um, dude, thank you so much for joining us on
1: the show again. It's uh, it, it is really good to uh, see you this time. This is the first time as a face to face, so uh... yeah, it's
2: much nicer actually to do <laughs> interviews like
1: this. Yeah, I agree. No, I definitely agree. Phones. Who needs phones? Well, <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, the new Sabaton album, uh, "Water and All Wars," is out on March four, and it's just phenomenal, man. Like, it's probably my favorite so far. Like, I oh, thank you. <laughs> really, really, really love the absolute fuck out of this album, and it's a sequel to the Great War. Was that something that you guys had planned all along?
2: Not really. I mean, we were doing an album just like any other, and we didn't know what we were going to do after. But I know there are, I think, well, I think three reasons made uh, made it happen. And that's one is like we wanted to tell the story of the Christmas Truce and Harlem Hellfighters yes, that are on this upcoming album, the War to End All Wars. We wanted those on the Great War, but we didn't have the right music. And then when we announced the Great War, you know, back in 2019, and even from that day until release and touring, so many people gave us books, you know, friends or fans and uh, sent us emails. Have you heard about this? And uh, we had quite a few what the fuck moments, how how did we not know about this? So, uh, and which was, uh, we had, you know, researched World War One quite extensively, mm. but there yes. was still so much we missed, we felt like. And that in combination with uh, us being sent home from the great tour in Russia in 2020, um, obviously stopping the tour. I mean, normally we would have been touring until late last year, I guess on on that album but now we, we felt like well what are we going to do if we do something totally different now the songs from the great war are going to feel irrelevant mm. in a set which which is isn't going to be a problem if we would have toured everywhere but now let's say we haven't been to australia japan south america and so we thought well we had those stories we wanted to do we have found a bunch of new stories and yeah we have time on our hands <laughs>
1: Well, I guess I think the the thing I love about this one so much is I found it really emotionally moving at, at times. You know, there's definitely a, a sadness and a weight to it, like uh, soldiers, Soldier of Heaven. Like, it's such a tragic story, man. Like, that's... And it's really sad.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, we, we do come across a few sad stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, history. Yeah. history. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, doing... I remember doing the great war and the initial research sort of going into that world war one era, it was quite a dark place to be. I mean, it's not making us depressed in that way, but it does put a dampening cloth on, on things sort of makes you a bit numb, but it was easier this time because we'd already quite recently been, been there and we could uh, sort of take our time to also discover the less obvious things and dig, mm-hmm. dig deeper, I guess, because at some point when we did the Great War, we wanted to do a song about the Red Baron, but that's a, you know, a home run. Of course, we wanted to do a song about the Red Baron, but it also, it's, uh, it's always more fun when you get to discover a story and retell that, wow, I had no idea about this, and, you know, you get to tell that to the rest of the world and that's a nice feeling uh and uh, we have i think we have several more of those on this album than on the great war
1: yeah no absolutely and and the video for that is really great too were you up on the mountain
2: were you guys really up on that snow snowy mountain no 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 <laughs> Magical
1: it, filmmaking. We,
2: we, were, we were in southern europe and it was 38 degrees centigrade in the shadow <laughs> the, the, so was it
1: where were we? like on a sound stage or
2: uh, no, we we were outdoor, and uh, the ground was white where we were standing, sort of. But uh, we were, it was we were we weren't on site at all, actually. I wish we would because it looked great. <laughs> yeah, it did. It, <laughs> it did. would have been well, a bit colder, I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, talking about videos, uh, the one for Christmas truce is uh, insane. Like that one is, it's so massive in scale. It just it just looked like it took so much planning.
2: Yeah, that one is quite the opposite from uh, Soldier of Heaven, where whereas that one has a lot of, well, a lot of film that's been placed after. I mean, mm. uh, the mountains and the stuff you see there is not CGI, it's actually filmed mountains yeah. that have been, you know, uh, added. But with the Christmas truce, it's exactly the opposite. That's really old school. Everything you see is real. The muscle flashes from firing guns, there were real muscle flashes there. Uh, because we were firing blanks of course but we were firing the weapons no computer graphics when you see uh, well explosions and us getting dirty there were explosions and we were getting dirty and uh, yeah stuntmen when grenades (laughs) explode and, and fly around of course they would have a bungee wire that would later be hidden small small stuff like that but that was really cool because that was sort of old school i guess 80s movie recording you know there yeah. were some tricks but you couldn't you couldn't fake it all you know <laughs> and we really did blow up the piano oh see that would have been fun were you there for that yep uh we uh, i wasn't next to it because the safety distance was <laughs> quite oh brutal but hannes our drummer he was close enough to actually see it because he hid somewhere we had sort of a you know security. Uh, area where we couldn't be within this and this. so We all had to walk very far, but our drummer Hannes, he snuck away with some of the stuntmen who were way closer where they could actually see it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the story of that song as well, like that. I remember reading about it. You know, you, you get the on uh, online, they get the, you know, the top stories of war stories, unbelievable stories. That one actually really blew me away, being that it's. Uh, You know, it's amazing to think that something like that would happen through a brutal war that people would actually, the the boys had actually stopped to celebrate Christmas with each other.
2: Yeah, I mean, what's even more worrying is that it only happened once because once the commanders and, you know, top generals found out they forbade them to do it. I mean, there are several instances where uh, officers gave orders that if anyone tries to do that ever again, shoot them, you know. So uh, it's fucked up, but it's I think uh, a situation what people sort of forget today is that we all have a, a healthy, uh, what do you call it? Hatred or, you know, for war. We, we, we've seen through movies, through YouTube, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, the, the realities of armed conflict. While if you go back, I mean, World War I for sure, but even further back in history, a lot of these things were seen as a, you know, something to be proud of, being a soldier going away, drinking with your friends, shooting some stuff, and a lot of that's due to also that your enemy, this other soldier, has been vilified, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You'd,
2: you'd think they'd be stupid or there would be monsters eating children, and at a certain point, you find yourself in the trenches and realize that, well, this guy... I just celebrated Christmas with yesterday. Uh, we liked fishing, both of us. If it wasn't for this thing, we could have been best friends, you know. And we're not that different after all. So uh, I, there is a good uh, reason why the commanders didn't want that anymore, because they could have had some serious, you know, d- dissertations and mutiny on their hands <laughs> almost.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's other great stories on here as well that I, I love is uh, Lady of the Dark. That one, it's so good. I love, I love hearing stories about brave women in battle, um, and just kicking ass. Like you've covered that sort of stuff before, but uh, is it is it a, is it a theme that you know you you really enjoy writing about?
2: Yeah, I mean, no matter if it's uh, night witches in this case, in in the uh, other case, or Milunka Savage here in Lady of the Dark, it's, well, the fact that they're women doesn't grant them grant them the right to be on the album it has to be their actions and the stories has story has to be good enough yes. but uh, to be honest the fact that uh, it's a really badass woman woman or women uh, makes it cooler somehow to tell that story because it's more you know unique it's uh, less common yeah. so that's something we we try to find a story which is intriguing exciting and something people might not have heard about so absolutely anything that uh, makes us go wow we feel like well it could happen to other people they also go wow when they <laughs> hear about this so that's sort of the that's sort of the basis of what we, if we tell a story or not if there are hugely important stories we've never told and maybe it's because we didn't go wow because we already knew about them. We already researched them. They didn't get us excited to tell that story again. So I find a lo- I learn a lot
1: from Sabaton. <laughs> you know, I, I love the history versions. Like, the uh, they're my favorite ones. And i I I've got a mate, bunch of mates that love those ones too. Because, I mean, I, I learn something every album. And uh, do you find that, you know, in saying that, you know, they're not really teaching that like they used to in schools and you get fans that are saying that you know they they're learning about history the war history through the band more than they're learning from school
2: sometimes yes but i i, I think it's it wasn't our t- intention at all <laughs> to sort of teach history it is a you see it's a side effect a really nice side effect but i i i find it so weird it, it is i guess the failure of most educational systems on this planet if you make history boring because i agree history can be boring when it's super super zoomed out Mm. and you think okay world war one what happened well you know this austrian guy was killed in serbia so the british could go to france and kill some germans and then send the australians to turkey it sounds fucked up I'd like to know more from hearing that weird explanation. But you know, if you take any huge conflict or event and zoom out too much, it becomes almost political, and that's pretty boring when it's zoomed out. But everybody likes a good story, and all history is is a collection of stories. Technically, so if you would just zoom in and you know tell stories. Doesn't have to be the ones we chose, but interesting stories about interesting people, fantastic stories about fantastic people in wartime. You will get anyone, no matter if it's a kid or an adult student or whoever listening, hooked on it and they will want to know more. And why were they doing that? Why were, were the British in France fighting the Germans? Well, and you zoom out a little bit more you start to cover the western front and then but then you said something about australians where were they in turkey uh-huh we zoom out a little bit more and uh, i think that approach to teaching history could be more effective i know it make more people hooked but i am uh, i'm not a uh, educational expert so i guess
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like it sometimes though like a more of a, a middle professor
2: <laughs> you know nah, i mean we, i mean in a sense we can't teach that much in three and a half minutes of heavy metal but we can we can we can make people intrigued or interested so maybe inspire people in a sense yes maybe
1: and uh in regards to merch i love your merch uh, you've got the uh build a brick set yeah. you know <laughs> with, the, with the stage that is just i mean have you got one you gotta have one yourself have you built yourself no.
2: I don't have one. What? I, well, yeah, I gave I gave mine to my sister's kid. If oh. she wanted for Christmas. So I got it in my hands, like, oh, this is awesome. And then I asked my sister, like, uh, what does he want uh, for Christmas? Like, oh, he wanted that box. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they were sold out. So, so, okay. they,
1: do, they do sell quick, don't they?
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I think there, there, there is going to be more, more made, uh, I think. But uh, they were sold out at least at the moment before christmas when yeah i gave mine away <laughs> well at least uh at least he's building his uncle
1: yes yes <laughs> And you get to that's cool that's cool were you a, i mean looking at the back you know you're you're obviously same generation as i am were you a gi joe kid growing up
2: no didn't have it much in europe yeah Yeah, they weren't that common. I mean, I remember seeing them, but uh, I'm born in 1980. And I mean, I'm just about so young that I think He-Man came a little bit later. Mm. Uh, So I remember him being sort of one of the first toys, but I was almost too young for that. Of course, Thundercats being on TV or rental VHS back in the day. Yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember those kids?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, um, stuff that were big around here, I guess, around mid '80s to early '90s is usually what stuck with me. And I guess it's the same for any any generation. There's a certain time in your life when you are discovering the world. You're you're becoming old enough to realize there's something outside of mommy's boobs and uh, <laughs> you know uh, and your teddy bear or whatever yeah yeah. you start to discover stuff and you're old enough not to be scared by anything everything darker so um, i don't know what what time in any person's life that is exactly but it should be somewhere between you know five and twelve years i guess you know
1: i was gonna say because i think i don't know how you go about doing it but imagine having like a a gi joe set as sabaton and you could have the tank (laughs) and hey man That'd be
2: collectively oh, we'll goes- crazy. We'd we'll be breaking so many rules with that. I mean, especially with the merch or you, all know, the stuff you could do with uh, with all the songs we have. I mean, first of all, you want them all to be in some sort of order or scale, and then okay, how do you do the Bismarck? <laughs> <laughs> Very. <And> you, <laughs> think, you know, okay, let's focus on one conflict, and we have you know Spartans, uh, the one extreme, uh, which is sort of the earlier conflicts we've sung about yes, uh yes. The ancient greece the persian invasion of ancient greece uh and the battle of Thermopylae, and then up until well modern day uh soviet afghan conflict but yeah it's a good business proposition because there's a lot of stuff to be sold there
1: There is. <laughs> hey let's start with just you know you boys and a tank that's <laughs> yeah? pretty cool you know what i mean oh, yes. with the the carded People go crazy for it, man. Just putting it out there. But I mean, you've got other merchants. It's pretty awesome. You've got your own gaming chairs and uh,
2: ice scrapers I saw as well. I did not know about the ice scrapers, actually. But <laughs> it does make sense. It does make sense here in Scandinavia, for sure.
1: Not down here in Australia, though. I don't know. <laughs> you don't, it doesn't snow down here.
2: <laughs> well, you have it. I mean, it all comes with advantages and disadvantages. I mean... We we do have to buy more clothes than you guys do. Yes. Uh, we have to be prepared for, you know, colder situations. But we don't have the spiders and snakes. That's true. You, can, <laughs> you We could swap if you want. No, thanks. I'm good. No. <laughs> <laughs> do
1: you collect your own
2: merch, though? I used to. I used to at some point, you know, in the beginning, I wanted one copy of everything. But, you know... Now I'd need a fucking warehouse for all of it, you know, I'm, uh, I, uh, I actually, well, some things that mean something to me, uh, if it's like a backstage pass where something special happened, I mean, I've got a few of those as well over the years, but to look at that and look at the dates and remember the tour that could be, mean something to me, but the album itself, uh, the physical thing, I think I usually give them away when, to somebody who would really want them more. I, I think I don't really have any physical Sabaton albums at home because I, well,
0: yeah. they're in my computer. Everything <laughs> from, the,
2: from the completed product to, yeah. the, to the first idea of how I started writing the song, I can go back and find that as well. So
1: Incredible. Hey, talking about that, uh, 10th anniversary this year, isn't it, of Carolus Rex? Yes, you're right. 10th anniversary
2: of Carolus this year. Wow, man. Are you guys playing anything for that? We were, but at the moment, it's like if it let's say if um, the pandemic hadn't happened, I probably this album wouldn't have happened either. Mm-hmm. Uh we would have probably toured until late last year. But I guess if not, we would have pro- maybe done a few festivals and uh shows or and shows with um, with the Carolus Rex theme where we play the whole album and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But at this moment right now, it's like, yeah, priority is to get to a stage at all. <laughs> oh
1: man, you must be missing it, hey? I,
2: yeah, I-, I mean, we uh, we played a few concerts this summer. Uh, we did two festivals in Europe and then we went to America with Judas Priest and we started that tour and did about 11 shows. But then, yeah, Richie had this troubles with his heart and had to go uh, to surgery so that was cancelled as well so he managed 11 or 12 concerts there in the US as well and that was really good to be back on the road and really touring because doing a festival is one thing but to be back in a tour bus you know rolling that was really good but that's how it goes
1: and <laughs> I'd love to see that too actually I would love to see that tour down here Judas Priest and Sabaton would be pretty damn amazing
2: it was a good tour. Uh, a lot of people were really happy about it, you know, speaking to people after the concerts and people we met. There's a, ob- obviously a whole bunch of shows uh, or a bunch of people that were had no idea who Sabaton were. Uh, so they discovered us, sort of. And we have a bunch of fans who might have heard about Judas Priest, but they're younger, so they don't have really that connection to those classics and they would discover like oh okay i only heard one or two songs or heard about these guys they were really cool so i think you know everybody was a winner from that tour which is a shame that we couldn't keep on going
1: i know that it is a massive shame but that actually happened with my my daughter um you know she she was a big dragon force fan and they were touring here with uh judas priest i'm a big judas priest fan so we went mm-hmm. back, that was her first show, we went and took her to see that, and she walked away and went, this Judas Priest band's amazing. <laughs> it was like, Damn. yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. i how tell you, tell you, so, you know, the younger generation, and then uh, she recently got me a uh, painkiller on vinyl. She remembers. Ah,
2: that's the sign of a good kid.
1: Yeah, 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 I'm pretty proud. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, of course, Australia loves Sabaton, like, I know it's hard to really tell right now, but... <laughs> <laughs> shit we need to see sabaton again down here is it something that obviously is is on the calendar
2: somewhere you maybe yeah. it, like, hopefully well it's tricky to make promises at the moment <laughs> if you know what i mean yes. uh well i can say like this we are actively working on it mm. but uh these days everything with timing uh is the country or city we're playing in going to be open is it going to be allowed and also Here's the thing, when moving around tours, we're not the only ones who want to get out and tour at the same time. So when we possibly could come to that country or that place to play, are there other bands booking up all the venues so we can't come? Uh, So I can't make any promises at the moment, but I, I know we made a priority to sort of go to Australia, South America, and Japan, because we didn't go there on the Great War Tour. So they are higher on the priority list than they, uh You know, yeah, I don't know. Higher
1: on the list than some places that we already played. Well, you were number seven on the Ari chart. Okay, the last album. Did you know that? No idea. Yeah, well, that's that's like you sold really well. <laughs> let's,
2: let, let's go for number six now, then.
1: Yeah, man. Like, I think this one's gonna like. It, it was a good. So, I remember seeing it. It was. That's a. You know. It's a good sign when, you know, band, metal band is just smashing the charts. I can't remember who you beat, but it was someone like really, yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool to see. have to ask John about it, but it was, it was amazing. And I know you're going to do the same, which means hopefully we get that tour very, very soon.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: I can't wait. to get <laughs> we'll that. see how we go.
2: Except for the spiders and the snakes, of course. <laughs> uh, they're not too bad. I mean, they, they'll nibble your leg a little bit, but they're all right. Oh, no, I, just, I just remember waking up with a spider, you know, sort of on my face once. I uh, can't remember where it was. Uh, I don't, didn't recognize it. I was scared as fuck when I woke up <laughs> and realized it. But uh, one of the locals, like, ah, don't worry. It's probably just a baby huntsman or something. So and, here uh, in Australia, yeah, that happened the last really yeah a couple of years back i don't remember when it was wow. 14 oh, no it must be later 17 18 i don't remember when we were we were there with yeah uh, yeah 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 17 or 18 18 i guess it was or something
1: oh it's just a little hug mate that's all i did oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. enough
2: for enough for a scandinavian not to sleep <laughs> for two days
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, the net over your head yeah, it told yeah. me like yeah hey,
2: it's not a poisonous spider don't worry about it and i'm like I am going to worry. Fuck you, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've got ones out here, man, that'll uh that'll uh, really get you. <laughs> the yeah. snakes down here, man, will definitely get you. But I think you stick to the cities, you'll be right. you'll be okay. But um yeah. what else you got coming up, man? For yourself. Uh,
2: at, at the moment, we're sort of in startup mode because we have a Swedish tour coming up. We should have been on that already, but we managed uh to push it forward a bit so we're in preparations to start hitting the road again and that feels really good actually and uh, the advantage then of that being a swedish tour will would be about doing an australian tour as well but if it's only one country that means it's only one government that can fuck it up <laughs> <laughs> doing a european tour with, you know 25 25 uh, shows over i don't know 18 countries yeah that is uh, a whole different ball game
1: Definitely. I hope, I hope it all goes, goes well for you, man. Like, you know, I know you, you live for it.
2: Yeah. We are really aching to get back out on the road <laughs> at the moment.
1: <laughs> well, man, thank you so much for hanging out on the show again. Uh, the, You know, the new album is just phenomenal. The War Water End All Wars is out on March 4. We'll have all the links down here in the show notes and uh, go get it kids. Go get all the merch. Go get yourself a nice scraper as well, because you never know, hell might freeze over here in Australia, and we might not. <laughs> and, um Hey, man! Until then, take care yourself.
2: We'll see you down here. And, uh, take care. Have a good one.
1: Are oh, you were looking for a beer, were you?
2: No, <laughs> uh, I am. Uh, I'm waiting for it, but it's actually Uh-oh. not even lunch time over here oh. yet. So I have to wait a little bit longer.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I'll have this one for you. Take care, brother. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, bye,
0: bye.